up, East High? Hello, podcast folks. Welcome back. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time, for one last time. I'm Condra. <laughs> and I, for one last time, am Tyler. Just for the, uh, no, because for, for, we're talking about High School Musical 2 one last time, Tyler. No, the next time you see me, I will be someone new. I will have entered my cocoon and come out a beautiful butterfly. Are you going to turn into this... goop? Going to completely liquefy? I'm going to be briefly goop. <laughs> me and Gwyneth are going to be on the same page. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I will be, well, uh, to be fair, I'll be a moth. Yeah. I, I don't have the grace to be a butterfly. <laughs> So today we are talking about minute 111, our 111st minute. Wow. I had to. You know I had to. (laughs) Of High School Musical 2, minute 111 starts out with Chad staring at Troy and the baseball dancers coming up as credits and ends with the Disney Channel original movie logo. And to be clear, this is only a 55-second clip. It is not a full minute, but it's basically a full minute. This is the last minute of the movie, let it be said, once and for all. And the final minute is, in fact, not a full minute. As you said, it is 55 seconds, but it is the last instance of minute. This is one of the longer, like, final minutes we've had for a movie. I feel like in the past they've been, like, 13 seconds. 20 seconds, yeah. Like, we have a, actually a lot to talk about for the minute, and then, like, a lot <laughs> I was to nervous. Talk- <laughs> I was nervous that we'd have to, like, get into another minute and have to record a whole other episode. I only had room in my heart for one more High School Musical 2 episode. You were like, 111st has to be it. <laughs> That's it. 112 is over the line. You have overstayed your welcome. <laughs> no. Go away, High School Musical 2. So, but yeah, there's there's some stuff to say about yeah, this minute. There's a couple bloopers still. Um, so we finish this Chad and Troy altercation in the kitchen. Yeah, and it's just Chad accidentally. I think he forgets his next line and is just like staring angrily at Troy, and it makes Troy laugh or Zac Efron laugh. Yeah, Corbin Blue says maybe it's time you stop thinking about yourself or whatever he says, and. He kind of just sits there with, like, his lips fluttering angrily. Uh, yeah. But it's clear that, like, nobody knows who's supposed to talk next. Yeah. A la The Last Jedi, who talks first. Yeah. Or I guess that's uh, Force Awakens. Uh, Never mind. Yeah, that's a... Last Jedi is holding for... <laughs> oh. I'd like to talk to Hux, please. Yeah, hold it. yeah holding for Hux. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great, great Poe Dameron jokes. Absolutely. Who, who want to turn this into a Poe Dameron cast? Who would Poe Dameron be in High School Musical 2? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Who would Oscar Isaacs be in high, in the High School Musical series? Is he the appropriate age or is he current aged Oscar Isaacs? <laughs> because that changes my answer. I think I think he would be like the acting teacher that like rivals Miss Darbus. And he's like the really serious actor, like the method actor. And she's like the old-fashioned Hollywood-style actor. And they, like, butt heads. I was thinking he'd be a funny, like, just random teacher in the school that is 
just like, hey, guys, so glad you're in this class. Like the opposite of Darvis in that way. It was like the dog, like the puppy dog teacher. I've got a good one for you. Evil rival basketball coach. <gasps> He's the Knights, the West High Knights coach. <laughs> and he tries to like steal Troy away. Anyway, we need to talk about other stuff. <laughs> Not this. Yeah, so. Um, so this is a good bloop because it's like, okay, it's tension. And then they all start laughing at the same time. It's a proper bloop where you were saying last week, the uh, Sharpay bloops were less of a bloop. Yes. While the, during this part, while the credits are rolling, we see the credits for the baseball dancers. And one of the baseball player dancers is named, ironically, Scott Hoops. Nice. Seems like he should have been a basketball, a basketball dancer. <laughs> Maybe he is not good at longer running and he's only good at those really short distance so he's more suited to baseball baseball it requires long distance like endurance stuff it's not like a soccer game yeah but you're you're on your feet for a while (laughs) yeah but like my sprinting like my running training for softball season was always very different than my field hockey running training like i was working on sprint and base for my softball training and for field hockey, I was working for endurance. This is true. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we also get the swimmers. Oh, the swimmers. Do you have a note about the swimmers? I don't, other than they were credited, which I appreciate because we did make some comments on like, oh, this person is clearly like a swimmer because they're doing a fancy jump or whatever. And it's not just like kids in a pool being unsafe. Or I wonder too is if these the, are the I thought aerobics. it was the synchronized swimmers from Fabulous. I could be well that was the Sharpettes. I thought there was more of them though. Oh, maybe. I just I rewatched know. the movie too, which is fun. We'll get there. It's though. all a blur. Yeah. It's all a blur. Um <laughs> or it could be the aerobics class that uh Gabriella was teaching. <laughs> Very true. Although one of the um trivium I found was that a lot of the kind of members that you see amongst the Lava Springs people are, are the actual members. members of the actual resort club. Yeah, that were just there for the summer while they were shooting the movie. Indeed. We then cut to our next bloop, which is a Sharpay and Troy bloop. Sharpay again. But it's not her fault <laughs> this time. Um, so she does the big swing and yeets her club into the green. And that is a good use of the word yeet, Condra. Thank you. You're welcome. It just came out naturally, too. I didn't think about it. That's what's nice about, like, using the teen slang. It's like, there are times when it's just, like, the appropriate language to use. Mm-hmm. And, like, from a linguistic standpoint, like, that's why it catches on. Yeah. It was another IMDb trivia thing that, like, Apparently, Ashley Tisdale just, like, had a hard time with all golf clubs throughout this movie. Yeah, she was not – had a hard time golfing, so her Sharpay over-the-topness was actually kind of true. And just a quick note, most of this podcast, we don't really spend a lot of time talking about, like, IMDb trivia because you could just go read that yourself. And we want to be more original, mm-hmm. right? Such an original co- you podcast hear, premise that we do. You want to hear our insight, not IMDb's insight. 
But now that I've seen the whole movie, I can look through this stuff without getting spoiled. I know. You're so excited. You're just like, yes, the la- go. The last – well, the credits episodes of which this movie doesn't have many, but normally it's time to kind of spread and sprinkle those things out into the credits. So yeah, it's what we're trying to recreate here. Yeah. So after she releases the club – uh, Troy goes to grab another club and accidentally grabs the balloons that are decorating the fencing. And so he's like, here you go. Sharpay also does the thing where he, where she um, like throws her sunglasses onto the ground in the middle of the scene. And I was very confused by why that happened. Oh, that might but have yeah, been a goof too. When Zach hands her the balloons and club and says for you. And they all, they both just immediately start laughing that's a good bloop. It is. And we're also <laughs> seeing the uh, stunt performers on screen right now in our credits, which I would assume are your basketball, although maybe not your basketball players or your baseball players. Maybe they the people credits. who were doing the flips in the uh, yeah. <laughs> I Don't Dance yeah. song. Yeah, the flippers and even in uh, and- All for One, One one for All, whatever all for one. <laughs> I was just like, wait, am I just saying the? Did I just I was like, did I just say the Newsies song? I got confused for a sec. My brain is 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 a lot today. So now's the time to seize the. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny just ripped himself <laughs> off, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's not plagiarism if you do it to yourself. That's a rule. Yep. So we then cut to our final bloop. Whoa. Which is a proper bloop, as well, because. Sharpay pulls up the golf cart to Troy and is cheering for Troy to get in and drive her in the golf cart. But the golf cart does not work. Yeah, she pats the seat. He gets in. They both like make a, a very exaggerated step on the on the pedal and it's just not going anywhere. So Zach hops out and starts pushing and he's like, is it in forward? And she's like, yeah. No. So- What's well, even better, it's not even him that said that. It's the people off. Oh, it is? I thought it was off him. camera. Yeah, so that ha- so in the previous bloop, we actually hear someone say cut. Yeah. And then in this bloop, someone off screen says, put it in forward. And Ashley Tisdale says, it is. Those being the final words of this movie, by Whoa. the way. And the final shot of the movie being a very apt metaphor <laughs> Zach Efron pushing the cart. Single, single-handedly pushing a piece of heavy machinery with his muscles by his own strength. And if that's not a metaphor for the High School Musical franchise, well, it's not. It is a metaphor because they did turn Zach Efron into the face of the franchise, but also it shouldn't be because Vanessa Hudgens should equally be the face of the franchise. But they it's just a metaphor decide- for this movie. For this movie. Okay, yeah. And then we're also seeing the song credits right now. We're seeing the filmed on location in Utah, as well as the Entrada at the Snow County Ca- Country Canyon Club. Sorry, I couldn't read my handwriting for a second. <laughs> so... We were getting all those kind of like wrapped up like this is a work of fiction. Yeah. Any similarities are purely coincidental. So, But yet they put that on movies that are based on true things. I don't understand. Yeah. It. I also I've noticed they've been coming up in like books and stuff too. 
Like, they're starting <laughs> to be included on book copyright pages. And I'm just like, why? Just gotta be safe with the lawyers, man. <laughs> but it's labeled fiction right below it. Like, it's on the... It's on... The reverse of the title page, which is the co- known as the copyright page. Yeah, the page. copyright page. And it's listed slightly above all of the subject headings and library classification tags that are used um, to help people sort the books. So where it will say, like, fiction, relationship fiction, school fiction, whatever. Condra, I think you and the other librarians care about what's on the copyright page. I don't think... <laughs> People care I don't about think the copyright. The they want to know when the book was released. <laughs> and I do remember being taught in school, like, oh, if you look on this page, you can see a little bit about what the book's about. And like, because it'll say yeah, some Yeah, and you know words. who told you that? A librarian, because they're the only ones who care. <laughs> You're telling me as a student in college, you didn't open to the copyright page to be like, oh, does this book have what I need in it? I opened the copyright page when I needed to write a citation for a book. Listeners at home. I jest. I jest. Listeners at home. Prove Tyler wrong. Send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Do you care about the copyright page in a book? Have you ever taken the time for a a fiction or nonfiction book to just say, oh, yeah, I'll check out this page to see if there's any useful information here. There's so much useful information there, though. <laughs> Someone I, worked Condra, really hard to make that page. I I know, and I agree in my heart, and not to be the white man who plays devil's advocate, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, then um, when the screen fades and then we get the logo for Salty Pictures, First Street Film, and Disney Channel Original Movie, the classic logo. Yes, the Mickey ears that are like kind of blue and bouncy, yeah. Um, Salty Pictures presumably being a production company for Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Who did the first movie, yep. First Street Films, I don't know. They also did the first movie. These these are the three producers from the first film as well. Okay. When I looked them up, the other movie that would come up was Tiger Cruise. Yeah. We talked about this, Tyler, last time. As as being produced by these same... Yes. Okay. We, ta- we had a long conversation about this for the first movie, so... <laughs> a long, memorable conversation. Clearly. So that's the 55 seconds. So we we kind of just the credits are running so fast. Did you see anything that you wanted to talk about in the credit portion? We talked about the bloops. Were there any credits you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? No, the only thing interesting I could find was Scott Hoops. And I already said him. So that's it then. So we've got some um, fun facts now that Tyler's been able to research the movie on a whole. He's got some numbers and stats for us. So what what's first in your, your wrap-up? Okay, so we've been talking about it a lot throughout the course of this movie. So I think it's worth mentioning. It's really easy usually with movies to look up screen time statistics mm-hmm. or like big movies. So that's like how much time someone spent on screen – Yeah, a character or an actor, like what percentage of the movie were they on screen or off screen, right? So 
I, I think we've already explained it, but it, to come up with an example, right? If you were watching Die Hard, then Bruce Willis is on screen for, you know, 70% of the movie. And then Alan Rickman is on for 30% of the movie, but they both have dual leading roles because of the way the movie is framed as like protagonist and antagonist. Mm-hmm. Right? So what we've been talking about this movie a lot is like, okay, who is actually on screen and who through like marketing te- techniques and like, you know, commercials seems like they're a big character but aren't, right? And the subtle racism that underplays all of this. So just to kind of back up what we've been talking about, first off, obviously the character with the most screen time, Kondra. Mr. Zach Efron. Yeah, Zach Efron. He has an hour, eight minutes, and five seconds of screen time Jeez. in this movie alone. This movie, and, and for clarification, folks, this movie is 111 minutes. Yeah. That's minuscule so, time. No, there's like 30 minutes that he's not in the movie. Oh, you said an hour and eight minutes, not 108 yeah. minutes. Sorry, yeah. I misheard you. Yeah. There's whole scenes that he's not in. Yeah, no, I know, hour, that's, but it's minutes, still a lot. Yeah. Still like 30, 40 minutes of the movie that he's not in. He's in 61.38% of the movie. Now, to compare, that's 26 minutes more than he was in the previous movie. Okay. That is a major boost for the focus of this movie. Vanessa Hudgens is in this movie for 39 minutes and 22 seconds. Oi. That's 35.49% of the movie. That is only three more minutes than she was in the previous movie. And remember that this movie is slightly longer than the previous movie. So statistically, that's about the same. Do you have the exact number for the first movie of how, how many minutes it was? Wasn't it like I, 87? I oh, the, the, the length of the first movie was like 97 or something. I okay. don't remember. Corbin Blue's in 29 minutes and 46 seconds of this movie. That's 26.84% of the movie. That is also up eight minutes from the previous movie. So for all the guff that we gave this movie about sidelining Chad as a character, he still is kind of in it more than the last one. Because Chad at the end of the day was a rather minor character in the previous movie. Mm -hmm. Ashley Tisdale. Now this is another big one. She's in 39 minutes and 15 seconds of this movie. Really? That's, that's seven. That's seven seconds less than Vanessa Hudgens. She seems like she's in it so much more. Well, it's twenty-two minutes more than she was in the previous movie. Okay. She's in thirty-five point three nine percent of this movie. You don't remember? There's a lot of Vanessa Hudgens scenes where, like, it's her and Zach, like, on a date or yeah. something. Right? Them at the pool. Them on the golf course. Lucas Graybeal, thirty-one oh four twenty-eight percent of the movie which is more than corbin blue up 16 minutes from the previous movie he was barely in the last movie yeah no ashley tisdale was in a very small percentage of the previous movie she was in way more and zach was in way more and lucas was in way more everyone else proportionally is getting less alessia rullian 21 minutes 52 seconds that is up 10 minutes from the previous movie Chris Warren Jr., who plays Zeke, 18 minutes and 44 seconds. He's up two minutes. Now Monique Coleman is the one that we've been talking about a lot. She's in 18 minutes and 37 seconds. 
That's 16.78% of the movie. Up five minutes from the previous movie. Really? <laughs> now, she's also, like like Corbin Blue, she's not in the first movie a lot. No. The first movie has, like, a lot of, like, spread, thin characters, right? Yeah. And first movie also has, like, stick to the status quo and mm-hmm. stuff We're that's, all like. together. Yeah. Stuff that's spread out among more people. So just to be clear, that means Kelsey and Zeke are both in this movie more than Taylor. Mm-hmm. And Taylor's considered one of the big six. She's in all the promotional shots and. Yes. And to be fair, she's in the top six of the credits. Yeah. Right? The main six are always the top six in the credits. After that is Rin Sanborn, who plays Jason. He's in 18 minutes and three seconds. That's up three minutes from the previous movie. And last but not least, Casey Stroh gets 16 minutes, 46 seconds of screen time. That is up 12 whole minutes Mm -hmm. from the previous movie. Martha. Martha, yes, I forgot to say. She's your big breakout. Right, she was barely it. She was a big part in the first movie, yeah. and now she's a full tertiary character. Oh, yeah. Wow, that is super eye-opening. Thank you for bringing that, um, because we did give this movie a lot of slack. Not to say that we shouldn't, because the marketing is definitely skewed in a different way. Even, like, when you look at the Disney Plus like if you click on the movie and you load it up to press play, there's a big picture. The the what is it? Header photo is yeah. Ryan Sharpay, Gabriella Troy, Taylor and Chad. And which is just a weird picture of them because it's not any of the normal promotional material. It they're all in outfits except for Gabriella that we've never seen them in before. Um Taylor's wearing short shorts, which is just a little jarring. <laughs> um and they all look really uncomfortable in the photo. So <laughs> <laughs> so the website I was using, Corbin Blue has slightly more screen time than Ashley Tisdale in the movies, all three movies as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like a minute or two more in all the movies as a whole. They're, 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 they rival each other. There's actually a video you can look at at YouTube that goes through movie one, movie two, and movie three, and you can kind of watch like the the bar graph go up and down and see who passes each other as they rise and fall. That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I did get some spoilers for who is and isn't in High School Musical 3. (gasps) I did learn that Tom Fulton does not make an appearance in High School Musical 3, but that the Evans' parents do make an appearance in High School Musical 3. So slight spoilers, not the biggest deal in the world. And I I tried not to look at the High School Musical 3 statistics for the the main actors. Like, I saw that they were in them, but the percentage-wise, I didn't see whether they went up or down. Okay. Well, that's good. So you've got that statistic for us. What else you got? So, yeah, as we start talking about, like, our final conclusions of the movie, and we both rewatched the movie in full one last time, and we have kind of, like, final notes. Mm -hmm. So if you look up – if you just Google High School Musical 2 – your Google results will tell you, you know, it's got a 5.1 average score on IMDb that's slightly lower than High School Musical 1, but that movie also doesn't have a particularly high score. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, IMDb's user ratings can very often be skewed for, right, like, 
Either they're very high or very low. Well, things that get perceived as being like social justice e or like for kids mm-hmm. will get like artificially tanked. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to see how like internet haters who like to pile on top of things would pile on top of this kids movie. On the other hand, 87% of Google users have have rated that they like High School Musical 2, giving it an average rating of 4.5 stars. So the people that are searching for High School Musical 2 are rating it highly. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, the critic average is 83% said that it was a thumbs up. It was fresh. But uh, the average scores for the critics are 5.8 out of 10. A 72% audience score with an average score among those of 3.9 out of 5. So critics are giving it a 6 out of 10 in total, but audiences are giving it a 4 out of 5 in total. Mm -hmm. A reminder that this movie drew 17 million viewers for its premiere, 17.3 million, which is still the highest DCOM rating. Zac Efron won a People's Choice Award for the favorite star under 35 for this movie among several other minor awards that Wikipedia lists that don't particularly matter. And of course, the Emmys, which the previous installment won two Emmys. This one received none, but was nominated for choreography and outstanding children's program. And that's all I have. That's really cool. I am not... So I can talk about this loosely in the cultural mindset Uh, Without any research, because I've been a fan of this movie for a long time. This movie was very popular on Tumblr, as we've mentioned before, especially bet on it. Um, There are a number of YouTube stars and celebrities that have incorporated High School Musical in their branding cannons. for a period. Yeah, they're canons. They talk about High School Musical 2, especially bet on it. Yeah, I think it's interesting how, like you said, like being popular on Tumblr, right? And you've kind of known like which are the memeable moments. Mm-hmm. And now um, I've been trying to like put drops into our episodes more and yeah. <laughs> like try to figure out like what are like the fun things to have as drops. I think we should definitely get a drop that goes, I'm not going to stop. Not gonna stop till I get my shot. That's who I am. That is my plan. Yeah. Or something from bed on it. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. All I've got to do is believe is a good one. All I gotta do is believe. But it's always gotta be like, it's something, it's gotta be something that we're going to say or reference as like the go to for. Yeah what it is and, and it's it, got to be the sound not the visuals of bet on it which are kind of its whole thing yeah and i think while bet on it is the shining star of this and we can start turning this into our like our whole movie thoughts as we rewatched it yeah i do think one thing because i was getting a little disheartened watch like i came out right at the gate and was like this is my favorite high school musical movie I really love this. And then we were getting on in it. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember it being this slow. Um, I'm really having problems. Like, I'm I'm just like, what? I can't believe this. And I'm like, I know I enjoy this movie. And then I put it on the other day. And I was like, how come it feels such a better pace when you're not watching it one minute at a time? <laughs> hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> um, that That is also jokingly one of my notes, just saying, it goes much faster when you watch it all at once. <laughs> 
so these like sloggy moments that we kept getting stuck on just you get to the next song so quickly and you're like okay now i'm in this next thing and it's good and even if yeah the last song's not great it's still you're like in this good mood you've got all these songs i think this the all all the high school musical movies pace their music better than a lot of other children's musicals where they're either too heavy in the front or too heavy in the end i think this one paces itself in a way that um even for us made it manageable we always knew there was a song in a couple weeks like it helped us look forward to something and ground us in a spot in the movie so i i still enjoy this movie a lot and i think watch even if Doing it one minute at a time was like, oh, I now have thought about it a lot more than I should have thought about it. <laughs> um, I still had a ton of fun watching it on its own. So that's very interesting, and I'm I'm happy that we didn't suck all of the joy of this movie out by doing this. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of you know sentiments that agree with that. I I still think I like the first one better as a movie like as a cultural touchstone right Mm -hmm. like it's hard to compare because Mm -hmm. i I haven't really been living in those moments but just like as a narrative like i have to like i have to give some credit to narrative it can't just be all like what has the better songs i just want to be emotionally moved when i see something and this movie like doesn't really do that for me Mm -hmm. other than just feel the feeling the ecstatic joy during um, I don't dance and bet on it, and some of the other songs like those are great, but like I just don't emotionally connect with the plot of this movie. Um, so no, <laughs> believe it or not, that's fair. Like I um, don't think I do. I, like it's not like I see myself in this movie in any way, <laughs> but I find so much joy in it that I don't know if I necessarily do as uh, to the extent of as in the first one. Okay. Sorry. So, but I totally I totally agree. The song to movie runtime ratio in this movie is really good. Especially when you're watching it all at once. They're like in the sort of like second act to third act hump, it gets a little slow and you like not that you we need an extra song there, but like it just it gets bogged down where the movie gets bogged down. The there's also like not a song there to like take you over the hump like mm-hmm. I don't know. Bet on, bet on it comes at exactly the right time, though. Yes. When I was watching it with my friends, we really just observed, like, this movie just is all songs. There is nothing else for this movie to be other than the songs. That is the explicit purpose of the movie is to just be a bunch of songs and to pretend that it is anything otherwise would be foolish. Right. So if we want to judge this movie based on is it meeting what it set out to do, then it is it is extremely successful at doing what it is trying to do. It is a high school musical. It is a series of musics about people in high school. So a friend of mine, Lila, literally said while we were watching it from when she was a kid and watched it to when she was in high school and watched it again. She did not remember the plot of the movie until she watched it late, like 10 years later. She said she couldn't have told you what the plot of the movie was. She just knew the songs. Mm-hmm. So, and for me, who like, we we too watched this movie when it came out, and I literally remembered nothing about it other than the baseball scene existed. So that that goes to show, right? This movie is operating on 
a purely song and dance level. Which, but the song and dances are good. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing in like, because it's not. A good movie will use the song and dance to enhance the drama of it. Yeah. But also it is a kid TV movie and we have tried to fight against <laughs> this mindset repeatedly throughout this podcast. But at the end of the day, the three producers at the of the film are two local ones and Disney Channel original movie. What are their purposes? To create content for the Disney Channel. Like this was the time they were <laughs> just trying to make content that was going to get people to watch it. If it's a series of bunch of banger songs with no storyline, that's their purpose. It's it's so hard to judge art on these levels. Like it is one of the major challenges of art criticism is like you can't get like if you don't like something that doesn't mean it's not doing exactly what it wants to do and is a really good piece of art for that purpose. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to appeal to you to be good. And this is something movie critics talk about all the time. It's like, right, did I like the movie? No. Is it a good movie? Yes, right? Like, understanding that difference. And it's not even that for me, because I do like this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's good. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> another thing that became clear on the rewatch was Fabulous stuck out to me more as, mm -hmm. like, being a, a good inclusion into the movie. And You've been singing it all night? Um, well, something that something that happened when I was watching the movie, too, is that, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie kind of has heat. Yeah. Like, especially when they're still in the high school. It yeah. feels like a totally different movie when they are still in the high school. Once they get to Lava Springs, it gets worse. <laughs> um, when they're in the high school at the beginning of the movie, right, it's not just the song they're doing. It's when they're talking in the locker room, right? They're talking about what they want, and the character dynamics are all talking back and forth, right? You get Chad saying he wants to, like, they have to get a job, to get a car, right? So we can take that little lady for a proper date. <laughs> Don't remind me of that line. <laughs> um, it feels more like the first movie where, like, the first movie had, like, gags and like jokes about being in school and like the different dynamics between the people in the school. Mm -hmm. And then once it gets to Lava Springs, it becomes the Troy and Sharpay show. And that is far less interesting than a high school musical. That's fair. In my opinion. That's fair. I, I definitely could see that. Um, there is a charm about them being in the halls and just like doing their thing. And what time is it? is such a good song. Like, to open on that is a little mind-blowing. Like The thing about what, what, what time is it? Chad, like, it, Corbin Blue is killing it. Yeah, vocally and physically, yeah. And that song rips. It goes for, like, five minutes. Yeah. There's, like, six different C-sections of that song. Yeah. <laughs> which, we, like, we I it. complain about... I complained about an all for one, right? Like you're doing too many like dance breakdowns in the middle of this song. A summer, what time is it? Summertime is like, it rips the whole time. Like it goes, it's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else? Oh, okay. I like 
Okay, this is kind of just like my little teeny tiny notes. I like the opening montage of the empty school at the beginning. <laughs> That's so silly. Um, I thought the dog, Sharpay's dog boy, B-O-I, would yep. be in the movie more. He's in a couple scenes. I guess he's in the right amount of scenes, like if he was in it anymore. But they don't call attention to the dog ever. No. Which I guess is... A good thing. Like the dog isn't a character. It's just a prop. Yeah. Um, when they... When they Sharpay gets done singing Fabulous and then all the East High students walk in. They look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they just like walk into this pool area and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Like it is so funny just like their expressions on their faces. Michael Bolton and Troy fix the truck in the middle of the movie. That doesn't come back. It doesn't mean anything. Nope. We'll see if it comes back in the third movie. It does, but not in the way you think it does. <laughs> that, I don't know what that means, but I'm, my mind is blown. <laughs> um, in the scene where Troy is looking in on the dance rehearsal, he's standing in the Lava Springs hallway, and you can see um, like wall paintings on the wall behind them, and they're, they're in like a faux Native American style. And I think we need to come to terms with the fact that Lava Springs is probably more problematic than we gave it credit for. Yes. <laughs> Even with the acknowledgement that they willingly put on Humu Humu Nuku Nuku Apua'a. <laughs> yep. Oh, I had – I don't, I don't think we ever talked about this in the in the regular part of the movie. We never talked about – like Gabriella gives her necklace to Troy and then when she appears back for the final song, she has the necklace back. Yep. We did not talk about that, and I realized it with my rewatch, too. This is a major goof in the movie, and if you go onto IMDb, they'll talk about it. It's an obvious one. But apparently, this is what I read, there was supposed to be a scene where Taylor goes to Gabriella's house and gives her the necklace back as like part of a, like, hey, we're all in this together type moment. Did you ever read that? I don't remember reading that, but that means we would have had two Taylor or two Gabriella House scenes in this movie that both of them got cut. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, there was reportedly one scripted of Gabriella and her mom at her house, presumably dealing with her emotions about Troy, but it was never filmed. Neither of them make an appearance in the book. I do know that, too. Okay, cool. While we're on this t- subject, I'm going to run through all of my other like little IMDb type notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, what? and this is where IMDb is kind of unreliable. It says every song in the film was rewritten at least five times. We talked about that. <laughs> okay. D- yeah, because we were like focused on one line and we're like, that means this line made it through five rights. <laughs> was it the whole script or just the songs? I don't know. Um, when... Chad and Ryan exchanged clothes. Yes. This is a sort of wink at the audience, but apparently the logic for why that happens, according to like the script or people who have thought about it, is that the terms of the game was a bet, right? Mm-hmm. If Ryan won, then Chad and the people would have to be in the dance routine. So if Chad won, the term was that they had to s- switch clothes yes apparently yes (laughs) that's not a good bet no unless ryan's clothes were really expensive and chad just wanted a fancy outfit 
I think we mentioned how at the end of the movie when Troy and Gabriella jump in the pool, all six people were supposed to jump in the pool, but they ended up just cutting that. Mm-hmm. And Monique Coleman didn't want to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a goof when Troy is talking to his dad in his room when he's all upset and he's throwing the basketball up and down. Yep. Later in the scene, the basketball stops being a real basketball and becomes like a plush pillow basketball. Huh. You can see it in the background. It's just sitting on his bed and it's a pillow basketball. I have not noticed that. Technically, the favors that the Evans family did for Troy violate NCAA regulations for recruitment. Cool. The papers that get thrown up in the opening scene are actual um, for what papers. time is it? Are real East High School papers. Okay. Yeah, we, we talked about that. that one. Yep. And how they had to modify, they had to double check everything to make sure there was nothing personal on any of the papers. So they're like, if you did enhance Zoom, <laughs> Zoom, enhance. Yeah. Um, in the scene where Troy's at dinner, and he gives his teammates credit for stealing the ball in order for him to make the winning shot in the championship game. Mm-hmm. That is a lie because he is the one who stole yep. the ball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just shows how good a guy Troy is. And finally, um, I think it's worth noting for a final time that Lucas Graybeal had knee surgery before this movie was filmed. And he did most of the scenes of this movie with a knee brace on. <laughs> yes, which we talked about during I Don't Dance. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, truly an epic film. Are there any other things that you just haven't gotten the chance to say in this episode? Um, other than one one big thank you. No, I'm um, I'm so glad we got to talk about this movie. I, I, I still love this movie, even though it was a challenge to get through just because the songs are what means more to me in this movie, <laughs> um, which is not nothing wrong with it, like we've said. But I do think we see all the actors have gotten better since the first movie. We've they, they have all the a, dancing too. the dancing, the singing. Everything has just gotten better and it makes me excited. I'm not as familiar with High School Musical 3, as I've said. I've only seen it once or twice. Um, so I'm going to be watching it a whole lot before we come back to it in the future. But back to the future. Yeah. This movie's so interesting because it hit at a part of my life that I was starting into my emo phase. I did not want to admit to my friends that I watched this movie because um, I was having a rough time with friends at that point. I was like in seventh grade and you know how your brain is just chaos of chemicals and... I was trying to portray one thing, but I still really wanted to see this movie, and I like saw it with my childhood friend, and I have very vivid memories of that night. But so it it's like there's a nostalgia element for me, but also like the college memories that I think are really why it's more nostalgic for me. And Bet on It is one of the greatest songs of all time. And if anyone says otherwise, I will fight you. Bet on it is one of the greatest songs of all time. I don't think I've told this story, but a couple years ago, when I was working at a summer school job, I was an intern at a summer boarding school session. One of the other interns, who was actually someone I knew, she had dated one of my friends in high school. Um, and so we were actually from like the same town, although we had went to different colleges. 
Although there was also someone there who I went to college with. So that was a weird thing for me. And yet I wasn't particularly good friends with either of them. But still, I just have this this distinct memory of like just a random night of being at school, being in like the common room in, in the girls' dorm. And it was just like us, like just a few interns. And this this girl, 22-year-old girl, put on bed on it, blared it as loud as she could, and like did the whole dance routine, like standing on couch cushions and That's strutting amazing. around this common room, like <laughs> just for the whole song, just like putting her heart and soul into it. And that's just like a great memory. That is super cool. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's easy to see like why so many of the scenes in this movie are iconic, like Bet On It and I Don't Dance, which is a great scene to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is important. At the end of the day, this movie as a whole, not a great narrative. However, for free, you can log into YouTube.com and watch a music video version of this movie that it is just the songs. It just plays the songs from the movie. No scenes. It's 36 minutes and seven seconds long. (laughs) I will like it's, that. It's published by Disney Channel. It's <gasps> not like some random riff. This is official. So I know you can what watch, I'm doing after this. <laughs> you can watch just the songs from High School Musical 2. And I think at the end of the day, if I like if I had to come up with a final thought, it would be just do that. <laughs> it's kind of like the mach not uh, it's not the machete order of Star Wars. There's that one that's all edited. To not yeah. include, is it Jar Jar? It's, it's, there's like, there's like versions of the Star Wars prequels where it's like they cut all three of them into one and it like, it's trying to like make it feel like a real movie or something. Yeah. But now that I know that's an option too, not that I wouldn't still sit and watch the whole movie because like there's some just scenes between people that are really funny and weird. It's, it's fun to watch with your friends too. Like when yeah. I was watching oh, it, yeah. like over Discord with friends last weekend, I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm sitting with my friends. This is a good movie because you don't have to pay attention to it. You literally shouldn't. <laughs> you would be doing yourself a disservice if you put invested yourself in the drama of this movie. Just enjoy the songs and laugh with your friends and have a good time. Like, that's all you need to do with this movie. <laughs> yeah. This this season's been really interesting, and I have been very grateful to do this season um, because it was a challenge in a way that some of the other seasons were not, but also it was a delight because driving in the car to Movies by Minute Con was absolutely hilarious. We got so excited for Bet on it that um, <laughs> um, that was just delightful. So That was a good memory, too. Yeah. Yeah, listening to the Fantastic Mr. Fox soundtrack and then the Dr. Horrible and then the High School Musical soundtrack. Yeah, that was great. That was good. Um, That was good planning on my part. I have felt badly because I felt like I couldn't bring as much like humor to this movie as I wanted to or like I just like I got so bogged down in this movie not like being fun to talk about for long stretches of time. But looking back on it, like the best moments of this podcast were having guests on to talk about the songs and I I'm it's always I'm always nostalgic for like when we just start out the movie 
and it like it all feels so fresh and new and exciting. And then it just gets hard over time. And so now it's fun to be done with the movie and we get to reset ourselves on a hiatus. And I'm looking forward to being fresh and puppy eyed for the start of the new movie. Yeah, and we are going to actually take a proper break. Um, Before we say our final thank yous, we are going to take a little bit of a break, but don't leave the feed. We'll be back with some hiatus projects. Um, We're going to talk, do some one shots. So we're going to talk about one movie in one episode for just a variety of stuff. So, um, but all in a similar silly vein, there'll be some musicals. There'll be maybe one or two not musicals. It's a format of podcast that works, like one movie, one one podcast episode. Um, probably better than the Movies by Minute podcast. I don't but know. In the grand scheme of what are the most successful podcasts. Well, yeah, but which are more fun? <laughs> so um, don't, don't leave us. We'll be back for High School Musical 3. But we really, um, we've been doing this for four years, years now. <laughs> And have not taken a proper break, and um, well, we we did take a break between one and two, but we still recorded four episodes in between one and two. Yeah, and we're gonna take we're gonna take a break and record a handful of episodes between two and three. But like, it won't be two months the way we did. We only took a two month break, and we recorded four episodes in that still. So equivalency of how like how long those episodes were, we still basically recorded the same amount of content. We're actually going to take a proper break. Look, the f- the school year in the fall is busy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm taking a couple of vacations. I need to get well. <laughs> so <laughs> my my yeah. my body is not well. So I just we we need a couple. We need a little break. So we'll be back. And this frees me up to potentially play some role playing games on the weekends instead of having to dedicate my time to talking to my sister wow <laughs> what 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 the worst thing you could possibly do um so yeah just don't leave us we'll be back we promise but until then let us thank our very special and very kind guests for the season we had andrew and kestra from disney movie minute there's a name for their podcast. I got that Animated wrong. I'm 100% Disney, sure. Disney Animation Stars or something. Yeah. I'm sorry, Andrew and Kestra. <laughs> I get this wrong every time. If they've made it all the way to this point, I hope they know that our thankfulness to them goes beyond our ability to remember the specific name of their podcast. <laughs> and then thank you to Robin Garcia for helping us talk about I Don't Dance. These are in no particular order. It's just the order that I remember them in. Honestly, the highlight of this season, in my opinion. <laughs> Robin is always a delight, and we love having her on. And that song, too, like, just a perfect moment. <laughs> um, a, as always, very, very special thanks to our dear friend and former co-host, Amanda, for coming in. <laughs> And bringing her insight into this movie and just just always being a delight in our life. Shout out to friend of mine, Andy Latai, for hopping on and continuing to talk about this movie. Make sure you check out the Ship of Fools f- podcast if you're not already, because that is where you want a good balance of action role-playing podcast. It is the perfect sweet spot of funny and good 
And special thanks to Blake Riley, who just loves High School Musical so much. And honestly, that passion we love. Thank you. Special thanks to other friend of the podcast, Geo, for dealing with my big goof, but still taking a solid minute of the movie in bed on it. And um, just just being so gracious with us as we tried to transition that time period there. So thank you, Geo. And last but least, (laughs) (laughs) he'll love that I said that. Zach Frecking Smith, who he's not listening. Are you joking, Tyler? Knows how to be a guest on a podcast better than (laughs) better than any man I know. Better than you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Don't deny it. Ask him what his favorite episode of Feels Like Weezer is. Guess what? It's one with me on it. Um, no, it's one with me on it. <laughs> okay. So thank you again to all of our fantastic guests. Uh, this fantastic. Would, this <laughs> would not have been as fun of a season without all of you. And thank you to all of our listeners at home. Um, it was so nice meeting some of you live and in person at Tyler's graduation ceremony this year. Um, that was very exciting for me to to meet Tyler's friends that are also listeners of this podcast. Hello, everyone at their homes. Also, to meet all of our Movies by Minutes friends at the convention this year, 2022. Uh, that was super in exciting. In Philadelphia. That was super exciting and um, just made me more excited to um, be a part of this lovely community. So thank you all. Thank you, Condra. I literally would not talk about this movie if it were not for your passion. Aw, thanks, Ty. Thank you for um, attempting this huge experiment that is taking years of our life. Um, (laughs) It's a major percentage of what we've dedicated our lives to and has to be justified. Otherwise, we're just wasting our lives. I feel like at this point, I need a high school musical tattoo. I just don't know what yet. So if anyone at home has a suggestion, let me know. What if what if it's this picture of it's like this cartoon drawing of Troy in the no. like the blue and green shirt? No. But like his eyes and face kind of look weird. No, I know what you're talking about. And no, I hate that sticker. <laughs> I love the sentiment, but I hate that sticker. <laughs> So for now, uh, you can find out when we're updating the feed next by going on and following us on Twitter. We are at Amateur Nerds. Or me, just to keep up with my personal ups and downs. (laughs) (laughs) At Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcatcher you're listening to right now. Um, Tell a friend that the season is done and they can now binge 111 episodes of season four. Yeah, 111 for good luck. For good luck. You can email us at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Uh, send us your decom of the week ideas for next season. Um, we- oh, Condra, I had a thought Ooh. because the next movie isn't a decom, <gasps> so the decom of the week segment is dead. Can we do real Disney movies now? We can do the the weird real Disney movies, yes! like the toaster who wore tennis shoes or whatever. It's the computer who wore tennis shoes, Tyler. Get it right. 
But I did literally the other day go through a big list of those. Like, are there enough for us to talk about them? Yes, there are. (laughs) There are. I'm so excited. Oh my god, you've just and we could do the weird ABC ones like Tom Sawyer. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Um, But if you still have ideas for our um, Disney movie of the week segment, please let us know on email. Special thanks as always and forever our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find. And, you know, he'll teach you how to play an instrument. Like, this isn't just like he is just on Twitter. Like, go on his website and look up. He will provide you musical services for a fair rate and a high quality. JoeWinslowMusic.com. And just to shout out, if you are looking for a tattoo, Theo is an amazing tattoo artist. And you should really, really... Go get a tattoo from him. He's he's Tenderfoot Studios in Brooklyn, New York City, where they paint murals of Biggie. Indeed. So thank you to both of them. Thank you to Tyler. Thank you to Condra. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for that to work that way, but we'll go with it. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> you can bet on it? When we talk about something else, you can bet on it. <laughs>